Y'all, compassion fatigue is a real thing. It's a real thing to be overwhelmed by our compassion. You might even find yourself losing interest and losing motivation for the work that you love so much. Hey friends, this is Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson, but you can call me PBJ. And listen, I have missed y'all. I took January off and it was good time. I had some think time, some reflection time, spent some family time. I'm so grateful for just an opportunity to breathe and to think and to plan, but I am so ready to be back in this space talking to you all. Oh, I'm just, I I got so much to share. I got so much to share. Before I go any further, I want you to know that this episode is sponsored by my free workshop called Hit the Target. If you need some practical news right now, so go get that. Now, you may have noticed that I did not introduce the episode as I normally do. um, And there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that, and I'm going to share more about that at the end of this episode. So y'all hang in there with me, all right? We got lots to talk about. I want to start today by opening up a conversation with you all um, that has been heavy on my heart. For several months now, I've been concerned um, about people who do heart work. Yes, I, I said heart work. You know, the type of work that has a direct effect on a person's life, the type of work that you take home with you and you think about and you pray about and you it's hard to let it go um, when your shift is over or when your time is up, when it's time to go home. The, the type of work that causes you um, to do things outside of work to help people even more. The heart work, the the work that takes our energy, the work that takes our emotion, the work that takes our investment. Um, I've been really, really thinking about people who do the hard work. I've watched how the pandemic has increased stress and pressure on our nurses and our teachers and our pastors and our counselors and social workers and higher ed professionals and guidance counselors. And that's just to name a few. There's so many of you out there. I see helping professionals who are fighting through the symptoms of burnout. I see people who love what they do and love who they serve, but they are stuck in these symptoms of stress and overwhelm. And they're emotionally drained. You might find yourself struggling to meet the constant demands of your life and of your work. Your productivity is down. You're experiencing low energy. Um, Procrastination is coming into the scene. You're experiencing negative effects at home, at work, and maybe even in your social life. You're overloaded, feeling unappreciated. You might even be feeling uh, low immunity. You're, You're having aches and pains and sniffles more often than you normally would. You might find yourself easily frustrated or ticked off. Y'all, compassion fatigue is a real thing. 
It's a real thing to be overwhelmed by our compassion. You might even find yourself losing interest and losing motivation for the work that you love so much. Maybe you're feeling like you're not making a difference or there's a sense of failure that comes into it because you can't fix the pandemic or you can't fix all the challenges that come along with the pandemic. It causes us to detach um, and it causes us to withdraw and isolate. Y'all, it it can go as deep as depression. It's overwhelming. It's too much. Helping professionals are stuck in cycles of burnout. Good people who do good work, who love what they do and love who they do it for, but can't figure out a way to do it without it consuming their entire life. Friends, it's an epidemic and nobody's talking about it. Where do you go? Where do you go to find the the resource, the support that you need? Who can you turn to? Who can you tell that you're struggling? How often have you struggled and recognized you've been struggling, but just wasn't sure who to turn to or who to go to or who to help you? How how do you find out how to do this work without paying the ultimate sacrifice? And friends, if we're honest, this burnout did not start with the pandemic. We've talked about this before. Crisis is a mirror. It shows you who you are and what you have. Many of you were tired before COVID-19. Many of you were overworked before COVID-19. Many of you felt underappreciated before the pandemic came along. The pandemic has just amplified what we were already struggling with. And if we pay attention, we're starting to lose people out of these essential roles. Good people who are very good at their jobs. Good people who we need doing good work. You can Google any news story about nursing shortage. You can Google any news story right now today about a teacher shortage. How many times have we heard about a pastor who's had a stroke or who's had a heart attack? Yes, doing good work from the heart cost us. Yes, there is a price we pay and a burden we carry for other people. However, we failed to notice that the price is climbing. And it is beyond what we are willing to pay. When we fail to recognize the signs of burnout in our lives, it could lead to failing health, failed relationships, and loss of everything that matters to us. Friends, this is why we have pastors who fall into depression and even struggle with suicide or they lose their families to divorce, it's not because they're not anointed. It's not because they're not called. It's because they're stuck in cycles of burnout. 
It's because the work is costing them too much. This is why teachers lose their desire to step foot into the classroom. It's not because they don't love their students. It's not because they don't love enriching young lives. It's because the work, the heart work is costing us too much. This is why a nurse will walk away from healthcare with no other job and no other passion to do anything else. It's not because they don't love to serve. It's not because they don't love their passion or they're not good at nursing. It's because the heart work, the cost of the heart work has become too much. Friends, I've been there. I've experienced these cycles of burnout. As a matter of fact, for about 15 years, I was stuck in cycles of burnout. And ultimately, it cost me to walk away from a job that I loved. I loved who I served with. I loved who I served. I loved the work. But the cost of the work became too much. I literally got to the point that I could not do it one more day. One more day. I had ignored the signs and symptoms of burnout for so long that I lost my passion. I lost my job. And I lost a great portion of my health. I was concerned about my family. I've lost relationships. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. I'm so grateful that that's not where my story ends. I'm so grateful that there's a chapter after burnout. I'm so grateful that after my rock bottom experience, I learned how to recover and I learned how to manage my life so I do not fall into that place again. Friends, if you are battling with the cycles of burnout, if you are a compassionate professional, if you are the person who does the heart work, I'm here to get your attention and tell you that it's time for a reset. And let me acknowledge That yes, there are so many things that our workplaces and our organizations and our companies could be doing for us. Absolutely. I agree. But let me tell you and let me encourage you that it is time out for us to wait for other people or other organizations to do for us what we know that we need. It is time for us to be our own advocates and to do the thing that we can do to make this better for ourselves while our organizations learn how to catch up. It's time for a reset. In my process of healing, I had to figure it out, y'all. I had to figure out what I could do to do the work I know I'm called to do without being consumed by it. So reset is what I learned. The first thing I had to do was recognize the signs. For so long, I pushed and pushed and pushed myself. I can do it. I'm fine. I got it. Summer will be better. The end of the semester is coming. Next month is not as busy. I was always making excuses for 
keeping for me to keep going. I got to keep going. I was afraid of what would happen if I stopped. If I stop, it will all fall apart. If I stop, everything will just just be in shambles, just be in pieces. I can't stop. If I stop, everybody else is not going to be okay. So I was paying the ultimate price of myself because I refused to recognize that it wasn't good work I was doing. It wasn't success. And let me take that back. I was doing a lot of good work. Yes, I was. I was doing a lot of good work, but I was allowing it to overwhelm me and it was costing me too much. And I failed to recognize the signs of burnout before I got to the point of rock bottom. You got to recognize the signs. The next thing I had to do is I had to escape the madness. I had to find a place of quiet. I had to find a place of calm. I had to figure out how to get some think time. I was so busy, not productive. I was so busy that I couldn't even think, plan, vision, take a step back. I was caught in these cycles, y'all, and I didn't know how to escape. I didn't see a way out. So I had to find a way to escape the madness. I had to search for evidence. When you're stuck in the cycles of burnout, it will convince you that you're, you don't bring value. It will convince you because you're not able to be all things to all people. That you are failing, that you are a failure, and that is not the truth. That is a lie, and we need to address that lie. If you are a person who is listening to me right now, and this is your life, and this is what you're going through, that tells me that you have impacted a lot of people, that you have done a lot of good work, that you have a lot of accomplishments under your belt. We're going to learn to look at the evidence of who we are and not listen to the lies. You got to search for evidence. The next thing I had to do is establish boundaries. A city without walls (laughs) becomes vulnerable to every attack. And I allowed my walls to come down. See, you teach people how to treat you. I taught people that I was always going to be there for them. So they always called me. I taught people that I was the their solution and their answer. So they always came to me when they had a problem. I taught people that I was going to give my everything for them no matter what. So they expected everything. You've got to establish boundaries for yourself because people will treat you how you train them to treat you. And the last thing I had to do is I had to learn how to take a stand for myself. Y'all, listen, I'm not talking about stepping out of your character. I will never encourage you to step out of integrity, but I do believe that we need to stand up for ourselves enough to recognize that we are not to be doormats, that we're not to be stepped upon, that we can speak up, that our voice is important and that it carries weight. And we need to be our first advocate in taking care of ourselves. We've got to move away from expecting other people and organizations to be our first advocate. I am now my first advocate looking out for me so that I can serve others. So in take a stand, we are talking about looking out for you so that you can continue serving others. It's time for a reset. 
It is time for a reset. It is time out for being caught in these cycles of burnout. You need to recognize the signs of burnout. It's time to escape the madness. Get out of that cycle. Search for evidence. Know the value you bring to the table. Recognize that value. If you don't know it, nobody else will. It's time to establish boundaries. Put your walls up. Put your protections up and it is time to take a stand for yourself. It's time for a reset. Y'all, this new place of work-life harmony is real. It's real and it's worth it. It is worth the work that it took me to get to this place. So if this is you and you can connect with anything I have shared today, I invite you to take this journey with me on the love always PBJ podcast. We focused on millennials and sharing life lessons with millennials, but we're taking a pivot on this podcast. Y'all we're taking a pivot. I am talking to people who do heart work and have been stuck in cycles of burnout. No matter who you are, no matter how old you are, what generation you are, this thing spans generations, it spans cultures, it spans gender. Burnout knows nothing about you except it costs you everything. I'm talking to those who love what they do, but you do not love what the work is doing to you. I'm talking to those who are stuck in cycles of burnout and you need relief. With that, it is my honor and with great excitement, I introduce you to the Heart Work with PBJ podcast, where we are disrupting the cycles of burnout for people who do heart work. Y'all, it's the same love, same PBJ style, but a new focus. Oh, we're hitting the target, y'all. We're getting right down to it. This is an epidemic and nobody's talking about it. So we are going to talk about it. You can thrive while serving. You can live while giving it your best. You can do the work you love without paying an ultimate sacrifice. And we can learn how to do this together. Y'all, it is possible. I'm living in it and I want to share it with you. So let's do this thing. Now, don't forget, you can still follow me on Instagram at Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson, where you'll get your spoonful of PBJ every Monday, your motivation, your kickstart to go get it done. Also, don't forget about the free workshop. It's available now. If you want to know practical things that you could do today, go to hitthetargetworkshop.com. Again, hitthetargetworkshop.com, and that will get you the free workshop shop. Friends, let's do this thing together. It is possible for us to do the work that we are called to do without paying ultimate sacrifices. We can keep serving without forgetting to live. And that's what we're going to do. So there it is, my friends. We're taking a pivot. We're taking a turn, but we're continuing the journey. So as always, I need to remind you that you are powerful, you are significant, and you are loved. Love always.
PBJ.